0: Dragon Radio. I'm your host Emma Ruschuk. I'm here with fabulous children's author Jim Price. Welcome.
1: Thank you. Um, I'm proud to be a part of this uh, podcast and um, I'm blessed and grateful to have that opportunity as well.
0: So you have Harold from the Hood. Before we get into what Harold is, why did you start writing children's books?
1: Well, I, I'm I'm a public um a public uh, educator. Mm-hmm. Um so I work with middle school kids. So I've been doing that for a while. So um a part of my job is to actually do um like social skill groups with the kids. Okay. So a while back I was working with some elementary kids and they were, you know, would have a hard time paying attention to the social lessons and things of that nature. So I decided to improvise and I brought into the lesson this snail puppet and I named it Harold from the Hood. And then um, the kids paid attention. We got through our social lessons. They were able to have a good time with Harold from the Hood, the puppet. And um, it kind of went from there. And I never thought that all this time later, you know, it would actually become a children's book series.
0: Well, that is a wonderful story because how many times as parents, as educators, as teachers, we are trying to get the attention of the people who we're trying to teach, right? Yeah. doesn't matter if we're a parent trying to get a hold of our children to teach them whatever they're trying to learn, or an educator in front of the classroom trying to get them to learn something. Mm-hmm. So using a puppet, especially in the elementary, works.
1: Yes, I found out that way. I was like, you know, before that had happened, I, you know, it was very difficult to have them focus and pay attention to things like that because they'd be distracted by the littlest things. Mm-hmm. Um so, I mean, the puppet definitely did bring a dynamic that was different and had them be able to focus on what we are talking about in terms of social lessons and social skill building. Um, of course, that's what my series is about, social lessons, social skill building, um, social appropriateness and things of that nature and teaching those skills um, to the young generation so that they can, you know, become hopefully become, um, you know, prosperous adults.
0: Well, we want happy little humans, right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's the goal. We want humans to continue to be humans, yes. but we have to teach them how to behave in society today. Yes. Mm-hmm. So we have Harold, and what are some of the adventures that Harold goes on?
1: So, like the first book that I have is, um, Her- you know, Harold for the Hood, of a Trip to the Park, and that lesson, social lesson, is based on accepting the other's differences.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, like in that book, particularly. Um, Harold goes through the the obstacles of interacting with, um, you know, other characters on the playground and, um, you know, he's trying to find a playmate and, of course, you know, everybody's turning him down because, you know, they're saying he's different and um, he's not like them and so, but, you know, eventually he does stumble upon somebody who doesn't care that he's a snail. (laughs) Like, you know, they don't, they're okay with him being different, you know, and they're like, oh, you know, they go about and interact and play and get into the dynamics of what kids should be doing, you know, playing.
0: Playing and having fun and being all-inclusive. Yes, It doesn't matter what the difference is. I mean, you can have 101 different differences with any kids on the playground, but at the same time, we have to learn to accept everyone.
1: Yes, yes. So that's what that book is about. I do have a second book out too, um, which is Harold from the Hood, Friends Like Different Things where the focus of that book is about um, showing kids that there's a lot of other things, fun activities that they can engage in and be a part of outside of tablets, video games, cell phones, iPads, all these other electronic gadgets that they're so attached to these days.
0: (laughs) You mean there's a life outside of electronics? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. We probably are the last generation that (laughs) did bike rides until like, it got dark or the yes. perch light was the, <laughs> hey, you have to come in now.
1: Yes. Yeah. So that book, that second book of mine does focus on aspects of that and showing the kiddos that there's lots of fun things they can do without um, being attached to electronics and stuff, you know, try to get them to think about, you know, getting back to, you know, playing outside and doing the, you know, different things that are, you know, active and everything like that, which is right. all to do as well. You right. Know?
0: There's hiking, there's fishing, there's boating, there's, playground equipment that you know was lacking because we took it away because everyone has what iPads
1: (laughs) iPads yes cell phones
0: oh my goodness I'm like yeah I've been watching the playgrounds get smaller and smaller and smaller and everyone's just sitting around with their tablets I'm like the we used to go down slides and over the bridge thing what happened Mm -hmm. to that (laughs)
1: <laughs> I think that's the thing that's changed. I mean, even in the school system I work in, um, the kids—they—they—that's—that's that's a part of their thing now. They, mm-hmm. They're attached to these phones. I mean, they can literally be standing next to each other and texting. And I'm like, how about you just talk? I mean, he's. The person you're talking is right there. Why don't you just open up and have some social dialogue? I mean, <laughs> it's like just looking at screens and looking at screens and
0: yeah, yeah, it's quite funny to watch the younger generation right now, especially when you have elementary school kids. I'm not talking teenagers and up. I'm talking elementary kids yeah. with their phones and they're texting, and literally the person they're texting is standing right there within yeah. three feet.
1: Exactly. Exactly. It's something that is uh, unique to see considering, you know, when I was going to school, when I was in middle school and things like that, It's just a different uh, aspect to see how the kids utilize their technology these days.
0: Right, I mean, I remember it being a school, you don't have your cell phone in class, you keep it in your locker, and if you had it out, it got taken away and your parent had to come to the school to get it back.
1: Yeah, that's, yes, you know, we do have policies like that in our school where, you know, the kids are not allowed to use their cell phones in the classrooms, um, but also if they are caught using their cell phones, just take it away, a parent has to come pick it up later. So we kind of try to curb a lot of the electronic use in terms of that. And um, a lot of the students, they know about my book series too. So they, you know, I use that as a um, leverage sometime to kind of have them follow the path of rules and regulations and expectations that they that, have.
0: I think that should be your next book, Rules and Regulatory. I'm having fun here. I mean, it's it's good to have a cartoon or a book or a puppet to be able to teach some of the stuff that we had mm. growing up because we got detached somehow, thanks yeah. to electronics. Mm. And our kids go back, you actually played outside how, why did you get dirty for?
1: Yeah, exactly. Some of the kids actually do say that. And I'm like, hey, I mean, just try it. I mean, it's something that is fun. And, you know, and it, depending on what game they're playing and stuff like that, it is something that's fun. So, right. I mean, it's, it's been a tremendous thing to be able to actually, you know, come up with books that teach these social lessons like this and have it be from, you know, back in the day when it was actually a snail puppet to actually being a character. Um, in a social skills series. Like it's, it's just been tremendous. And I mean
0: I, I mean get... my daughter when she was growing up, she I was like, why don't you go outside and make a mud pie? She was like, what's a mud pie? <laughs> I'm like <laughs> Use your imagination. It's mud. It's rocks. <laughs> if they thing that you use the little teeth set that I got you that's just yeah. sitting there collecting dust and you make mud pies. Go do something. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so I mean the kids, you know, it's a different day and, and the society is definitely different. The climate, the climax, you know, climate of the society is different too. So um everything that's where the direction has gone where technology is king and everybody's connected to it in some capacity. And and I mean society leans on technology so heavy these, these days and the kids, you know, they gravitate toward all that too. So I mean, it's it is uh something. I always say to myself, if if um, the internet and all that stuff went down tomorrow, I mean, there would be a lot of uh, sad kids across the world.
0: Okay, so I use the internet for work, but at the same time, if the internet went down tomorrow, I have books to read. Yes, <laughs> you know? exactly. They're not on my Kindle. I actually have paperback books I can read. Now, my daughter, if the internet went down, she has no books. Her yeah. books are on her laptop
1: yep yep that's the new thing like everything's electronically connected and i mean i always i have a, a daughter she's 11 year old and she's very sweet daughter i mean great daughter mm-hmm. um, but i try to incorporate that with her like you know we sit down and sometime and we read like we actually you know i had i say hey oh you know pick out a series or something like that that you'll enjoy some of it you know for her age mm-hmm. um And she will go to Barnes and Nobles and we'll pick up some books and things that she feels like she likes and will incorporate that into her day to get away from, you know, tablet using and things like that, you know, so I mean, that's, and she reads my books too. So it's like she actually helps me with some ideas sometimes because, you know, they're kids and um, Mm -hmm. sometimes she'll be like, hey, you know, daddy, you know. I mean, so I'll get. Well, I have a
0: couple books that my daughter actually helped me write because the first one she was my editor, and this uh, other one it's children's collection of stories. There's mm. a book in there that she, when she was six, seven years old, she sat mm. on my lap. Well, what's the character going to do next? So now I would type it up for her. So, so the story is actually hers, and I was teaching her how to do stories mm. when she was little.
1: Yeah,
0: you know. I mean, it, It's incorporating our kids in our interest, but also keeping them grounded so they understand there is a life outside of Facebook.
1: Yes, (laughs) and Instagram and all that other stuff. um, A lot of the kids when they're at recess and they're you know I do lunch duty and so they'll be making all those tick clock videos and stuff like that and doing these little dances. I mean, it's time to go to class. I mean, stop doing all these tick clock videos. dance and everything it's time to get to lunch is over
0: (laughs) yeah it's like okay there's fun and games and then there's okay you have to learn now
1: yeah yeah it's time for learning so um that's what my book series is about is this teaching social skills and i've always i have a plethora of material to work with because i see the kids in and out every day and i see what they're connected to every Mm -hmm. day i see what they're attracted to every day i see the social um, interactions and see you know how they interact with each other every day so i mean i have such a huge uh board of material that i can just pull from just for my
0: everyday interactions working with but that's right. great though you will never run out of material for harold to do
1: <laughs> yes
0: <laughs> it's almost impossible because no two days in a school are the same
1: oh yeah definitely not no two days are the same every day is a new adventure and i mean um but the kids at least they gravitate to me that being an author too a chosen book author too you know um something that gives me a little leeway to give them some direction and give them some advice about things in terms of their living their lives and the social um aspects of what they're doing and how they're interacting and let them know at some point you know you're going to get older and you're going to have more responsibility about your life and things of that nature and Mm -hmm. this is the place to learn the skills is in school so when you get to the real world and out there and you're able to you know hopefully make good choices with your life and do great things with your life you know
0: you mean there's a real world out there <laughs> we have to work and we have to do things and interact with people yeah. no really <laughs>
1: my daughter always uh, always is big on um like the mailbox, she'd be like, "Yeah, yeah, Dad. Um, do we have anything in the mail? Do I have anything in the mailbox?" I said, "Nope, you don't. You don't have anything in the mailbox." And as you get older, the mailbox is not a friendly place. It's not a place where you're gonna want to go because all there's in there is bills. Like you know, you open it up, it's bills, 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 bills. Like this, the mailbox is not a real fun. But you know, for kids, that's it's a magical. Yeah,
0: the mailbox. You know, yeah. I have an autistic daughter, she's 19 now, and she has to have the mail checked every day. You know, it has to magically appear that the mail is there. We have to go get it. And it's like, it, I don't care. No one cares if there's stuff in the mailbox. <laughs> it's <laughs> only I- bills. We don't have to worry about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: It's kind of similar to how kids love, you know, a lot of kids love snow. Like mm-hmm. a lot of the middle schools that when it was snowing and, you know, before um, springtime came, a lot of them were loving it that they were able to, you know, interact with the snow. And I'm like, I don't like snow at all because I have to clean it, shovel it, do all these things that I don't really care to do. So, I mean, to me, snow is not really fun. But for those kiddos, they're just laying in it, making snow angels, having a ball.
0: <laughs> well, see, I'm I'm a different type of adult. I love my snow. So, so I have to be out in the snow and play in the snow. And my daughter is the one that goes, mom, you're crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so she's the adult in that situation. We we flip roles. Sometimes yes. I'm the kid, she's the adult. So no. <laughs> it works out.
1: <laughs> I mean, you know, it is, kids are going to be kids. And I think it's good for them to nurture their playful ways and nurture, you know, that's the way they're also learning too, through play. Mm-hmm. They're learning. Um, how to navigate the world and things through playing and interacting with their peers and things like that. So, I mean, those things are good. I mean, let them play and have their fun if if they want to. And um, I just, am not a big fan of snow, being from New England and everything like that. I've never been a a big fan. I've always said, you know, at some point I'll move from this um, area and go to a place where it's nice and warm year round. And then another year goes by, another year goes by, another year goes by, and I'm still in I'm moving
0: toward the snow and not away from it. <laughs> I'm moving into the mountains where I get like 22 inches of snow at a time. So I'm good, I'm happy.
1: <laughs> That's what it's about, making yourself happy and making, you know, kids making themselves happy too. Right,
0: we willing. have to be happy humans. Yeah. It doesn't matter, we can have our differences, you yeah. like, I like snow, you don't like snow. We can have our differences, yeah. and it's okay because it w- matters what makes us happy. That's and right. it's the same thing with kids. If we teach them, it's okay to have differences and differences of opinions. What makes you happy? Does your opinion make you unhappy? Well, you, your opinion, your whatever is making you unhappy, it's trying to change. Yes. And this is yeah. where we put in a cartoon character or something that shows hey you can change your mind it's okay to do that
1: yes yes we i think it's good to incorporate that um, especially with the youth and the kids and stuff like that to have them understand that they can make different choices and they don't necessarily have to be about um trying to live up to other kids expectations Mm -hmm. because a lot of times you know you have um, peers who influence each other too and kids will be influenced by other kids and mm-hmm. they'll let their own needs and things some in some cases um to just feel like they're accepted, you know, being accepted into whatever that, that group the you click know.
0: is. You yeah. want when you're in the school, you want it to be in the in click. Yeah. Whatever yeah. that in click is. It mm-hmm. doesn't mean it's something that makes you happy. Sometimes those kids that are in the in click are very mean kids.
1: Yeah. 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 You
0: don't want to do that. You want to be the around the ones that make you feel accepted but also bring you up
1: yeah yes definitely so and i mean um we work with the kids day in and day out to try to give them the tools that they need to be able to um be successful socially Mm -hmm. um appropriate you know make social appropriate decisions and things of that nature so i mean it all ties in together in terms of you know what we're trying to do to give these kids a positive future for themselves and um, be able to be stand-up citizens. Uh, My mom would always used to say to me, like, um, if you're not going to join the church, at least be a good citizen. (laughs) So, you know, because my mom, you know, she was into church and things like that. Mm So um, I have that background too, but she would always say, hey, okay, if you're not going to join church, okay, that's your decision, but at least be a good citizen. So, right.
0: You want to be a good person. Yeah. That's all that matters. You don't want to, it doesn't matter if you follow the crowd or not. You don't have to do that. You just have to be a good person.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So like, so, Oh,
0: would you. I was going to say, do we have Harold coming up with the third book soon?
1: Yes. I'm actually working on that, putting that material together now. Um, not sure it'll probably be a little bit of time before it comes out because there's so many other things happening right now and mm-hmm. um i've just been trying to keep up because i'm a doctorate tour uh, doctoral candidate too so between working doing the school thing you know in terms of um the public education education part mm-hmm. and doing my own education thing for me with assignments and stuff you know with the doctorate program um you know i'm always trying to find extra time and time you know that extra time <laughs>
0: It yeah, happens and it's slow yeah. and, you know, running a business and being a public speaker and stuff. I'm always yeah. trying to find the time to write. So yes. I get it.
1: <laughs> but, I, you know, I think I, I'm a pretty good multitasker. So I, I uh, up to this point, I've been able to um, navigate and multitask and do the things I need to do and, and you know, meet all my obligations in terms of, um, you know, meeting my kids' needs at the school and um, doing the things I need to do for my doctorate program and also doing a lot of promotional things. Um, for my children's book series to bring that to the forelight too, Um, you know, and have it be something that kids can enjoy and families can enjoy too, because some of the message in the books, some of the parents can um, actually get something from some of that stuff too. Um, So I just (laughs) try to go in that direction. It's
0: amazing when I was raising my daughter up and reading the children's books, how much I was learning how to raise my daughter through the children's books. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, there's things that I forgot from my childhood yep. that I needed to teach my daughter. Thanks mm. to children's books, I remembered and was able to incorporate. Yep. So it's always good for parents to read children's books. You might actually learn something. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's especially with the first book that I have out. Um, a lot of um, films are like, yeah, or a lot of People would say, hey, that's the lesson in that book is something that, you know, um, that some adults could actually um, work on and mm-hmm. try. To, you know,
0: I mean, can you imagine if we all accepted each other? Yeah. Yeah. It'd just be, think about it. It
1: would be such a wonderful world. Um, it
0: would. We would get rid of the wars. We'd get rid of the violence. How much yeah. stuff would we get rid of that we really don't need if mm-hmm. we just accept each other. I'm not yeah. saying you have to love each other, but just accept that they are who they are.
1: Yeah. And I think that's the thing that I my um, you know, hair from the hood, at least in terms of what the message is for the first book is about that. Like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, reaching out and maybe, you know, extending yourself to um learning about someone else that's different from you and then you might find out actually you have a lot of things in common and then all of a sudden now you you are able to bridge the gap and learn more and develop a good friendship with somebody you probably would have never really developed a friendship with. So um, those are elements that I always try to let the kids know too, um, in terms of how when they're interacting with each other, like, you know, um, it's okay, like able mm-hmm. to understand and know and get to know someone else that's different from yourself is actually a good thing because it um you know brings about understanding of awareness and things of that nature for them and let them know that you know pretty much everybody is the same it's just some you know things are different in terms of um aspects of their cultural differences and things like that but i mean in the end everybody's the same and everybody should be able to um, nurture their connections with each other. We
0: are all the same in the ways that matter.
1: Yes, exactly, exactly.
0: <laughs> Everything else have, takes place within the four corners of our house. Yes. If you get out of the four corners of our house, everything's mm-hmm. the same.
1: Yes, yes.
0: So, I mean,
1: that's what I try to have my books be about, is teaching those different types of lessons. And um, at least up to this point, a lot of families and um, kids in general have seemed like they've really gravitated towards the social skills series, and um, it's just been a tremendous support across the country and and um, and different some other countries too. But I mean, it's 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 definitely building some steam, as they say. I
0: guess it's getting there. I've had when I was in kindergarten, my kindergarten teacher was an author, so. Mm it takes time to get the children's books out there. Now we're talking back in the eighties. So a long time ago, I'm dating myself right now, uh, but you know, back then we didn't have the power of the internet to get yeah. the book out there. Now we do, now we have a social book that kids are actually reading and learning something mm-hmm. or a social series, like, cause we're going into series. We have two out, but we're working on more. Yeah, and they're learning stuff isn't that amazing when they learn stuff it's on the computer, so they know it's out there, now we can bring it off the computer into a a physical book that they can read and touch.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that's the best thing right there when you can Mm -hmm. actually have a physical copy of something and read it and go through it and enjoy what you're reading. And uh, I mean, I do definitely try to make the books enjoyable and entertaining. I make them colorful. And a lot of that stuff um, I incorporate on purpose because, you know, I did, being a doctoral student and everything like that, a doctoral candidate, I do research. So um, the book series also, you know, I did my research on what kids seem like they gravitate to in terms of colors and color schemes and things of that nature. Um, You know, wording and things like, you know, just doing research and trying to really understand um, the dynamics of how, what really kids gravitate to and then incorporating those elements into my um, book series so that um, even the younger kids, maybe they can't necessarily, you could, you know, they might be in a situation where the parent have to read to them and they can't read themselves. But mm-hmm. also for the younger, younger kids, you know, the colorful um, you know, animations of the books will, you yeah. know, keep their attention as well. So right. I really try to focus on both those um, parts of um It's um, not
0: just the verbiage of the book it's also the colors and the tones and the action behind the pictures
1: yes exactly exactly so um i worked on that to try to
0: i think you've done a very good job (laughs) okay (laughs) but we are almost out of time so where can our listeners and our viewers find you
1: so i'm on uh actually i'm on i'm on facebook Um, I'm also on Instagram. Um, You can find me at at @jimmypr, And I'm also on Twitter. Um, So you can find me on there. And my email address is J-I-M-P-R-I-C at yahoo.com. So you can reach me on all those social mediums and um, through email too.
0: Awesome. And for our listeners and our viewers, happy reading.